Hood Science Podcast coming back at you again. Bang, bang. Um, I might actually put... No, I'm not going to do it. Next week, I promise I'll have an intro. I about to say, I might actually well, put an well, intro well, on so this one. Number four, five, something like that. And we still ain't got no damn it's intro. It's a lot of work to put a yeah. to put an intro on this thing, man. Like, Because number one, I was looking at some stuff. I wanted to be like spacey, like ooh, But it don't sound right. It don't sound the right type of hood science. And then I was thinking... We are uh, Karen like spit a beat over it too. Like yeah. maybe we should rap on the top of oh, it. Okay. All right. I yeah. got a nigga with a studio that was fifty dollars an hour. We can just do it on here real quick. Oh, okay. And just be like, it's the Hood Science Podcast. Come get to something, something. That's really what I want you to invest that five hundred dollars into into the shit where we can play music directly into this shit. Oh no, I, I got all that. I'm gonna get, get it. Yeah. Hell yeah. All we gotta do And we need headphones. Because going in, that's what I about to say, going in. We just got to plug the end coming in and then get a splitter. And that's well within the range of 500. What I really want to get, though, and I'll, I'll, we'll talk about this off the show or whatever, is we're going to upgrade the Hater Bear Media mics mm-hmm. so that we sound like Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah. Because even though our show sounds really good, yeah. uh, Hood Science uh, Universe, I hope that we sound good right now. I still think we can do better. Hell yeah. You feel yeah, me? So, sure. like, why not spend four hundred dollars on mics because the quality that you'll get for it yeah. is is worth the investment but Cole, what's going on man we back at it again we had quarantine for two weeks that's right or whatever i um my my week consisted of looking at a, looking at a lot of biological science evolutionary bi- biological science you know because you know with this covid and vaccines and high viruses acting shit or whatever the how viruses act is real interesting. Yeah. Right, there's a lot of shit you can because it's, it's different kind of viruses. Like it's viruses like the corona shit that use RNA to uh, fuse. They basically parasites, right, or whatever. So the RNA viruses, they don't have a good efficacy rate of uh, evolving. Uh, past like one genetic mutation, so uh, that's why it spreads a lot because it 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 compensates it dying from having like if we have a genetic mutation, it ain't shit because you know it's certain genes you know mm-hmm. you come out with four fingers or you come out some kind of way you're good well, with 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 the RNA shit this shit have a genetic mutation it is so little uh genetic uh diversity Material, right. That shit will be dead the next Let step. me ask you this. So science doesn't... So a lot of times in science, a term of what we call something, whether it be like a dwarf planet versus an actual planet or a star versus a brown dwarf or whatever, right? A lot of times in science, that's determined by a group of scientists that say yeah. this is what we call it. It's arbitrary. Right, arbitrary. Now, this is arbitrary, but it's not. And since you brought it up, we can get into it a little bit before we get into the main topic, because this can roll over into the main topic. Do you think viruses are alive? Do you think viruses are a living thing or not? Because here's the thing. Out of all the living things that we know of on Earth, everything that is living is a multicellular thing that reproduces. Right. Or or. The cell is structured with other things in it, like mitochondria and stuff like that. A virus is literally a hard copy of nothing that reproduces itself inside a yeah. host. It I literally th- does yeah. nothing else. I so th- is it alive? See, I, that's where the term alive and living becomes arbitrary. Because what the f- we talked about it last week, I think. Right, last what time. The f- yeah. What the fuck is alive? Or what is it at the point of consciousness, or is it before that, or whatever? Is it just code like a computer, or whatever? Because that's basically what a virus is. A virus is basically uh, computer code, right? Computer code, uh, binary, and it's copying binary. itself over this, and over that. and over. You do right, this, you do that, right, or whatever. But we don't know in nature what controls the because the goal of it mutating, it don't just do it. Uh, without a goal at the end of the, it, it's not a. But it, it's virus an end to justify me. A virus goal in general is to reproduce and make other copies of itself, just like the cell. Period or whatever. But it uses a host to do that. But yeah. is it alive? I don't know. Scientists don't know. Well, I'm asking you. What do you think? I say I don't know. 
I, think, I don't think I think I don't know is the most honest answer you could give or whatever. It's people that's smarter than me who that say they don't know. Say they don't know. I think it's I think it's I think it's I think it's uh, I think it's alive. I think the virus is a, a living thing that we don't quite understand the parameters of what makes it a living thing yet, but I do think it's a living thing. One of the most interesting things I seen this week, um, because I watched some stuff about viruses too, which was the theory, and this is an interesting theory, that viruses are the leftover, or not leftover, viruses are an alien thing that some alien civilization made to spread through the universe. Yeah. And the, the reason, the, the thought process behind that is there's a, um, oh man, I can't think of the name of what it's called, but it's a certain type of probe that you could send out. And you could colonize the entire galaxy in less than 10,000 years. And here's how it works. So you send it out. Like, say I'm on Earth, right? The closest star to us is Alpha Centauri, mm-hmm. right? So I send out the, the, the probe to Alpha Centauri. It would take, that one copy would take um, uh, material from Alpha Centauri, matter, make, a, make two copies of itself or whatever, Right. And then those two copies would then go out to another place and then make two more copies. And then those two copies would da-da-da, and then, you know, so on and so forth. Each one copy makes two copies, right? So eventually, it would, you would, the spread would be so quick, just like a virus, that you would colonize the entire galaxy within a few thousand years. Well, the same thing goes with these viruses. They work under the same parameters. So people are saying, well, do you think that the virus was just kind of like put out there as like, okay, well, you know, let's send this out, let it make copies, and then our DNA or RNA will be all over the universe. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting theory on where viruses come from. It is interesting. You know, could be. So that goes into what we talk about. I uh, think vi- this week. Wait, wait. I think viruses are the simplest. Uh, they are. are the simplest form of life. If they're alive. If they're, if they're, if they're, if alive, they're alive, they're the It's like life broken life. down to the most simplest point. Exist, infect the host, reproduce. Yeah. That's it. With life is all about reproducing, which right. um, that's the, the things in science that most interest me is why things have the need to reproduce and time. Right. Time and reproducing. Those my those those oh I got a, oh my fault uh science niggas. I got a uh, alarm going off. <laughs> Old man gotta sleep now. I'm thirty five, my birthday. Oh, you gotta work tomorrow? No, no, no. But I, I sometimes I go to sleep in the middle of the day. I actually got to take my ass to bed today too, cause I got to get up early. Cause Bud's doing a tailgate at his house okay. for the first Jazz game. And so Bud is like the picket fence nigga. Wait a minute, now I might come through. Uh, yeah, come on through. Uh, what time you start? Uh, hit him in the thread. I don't know. I hit him in the thread. Hit him in the thread. But um, I called the nigga. What we're talking about this week is the Fermi paradox. For everybody that's not familiar with the Fermi Paradox, let me get y'all up to speed on what the Fermi Paradox is real quick, and then me and Cuzzo are going to get into discussing it. Named for the Italian-American physicist Enrico Fermi, the Fermi Paradox is uh, the apparent contradiction between the lack of evidence for extraterrestrial life, but the very high estimates and probabilities through science and math that there are extraterrestrial life through things like the Drake equation. Now, if you don't know what the Drake equation is, the Drake equation is an equation written by um, uh, another astronomer um, named Drake, and not the singer though, y'all. And he basically takes the fact that there are billions of stars in the Milky Way, right? Um, Almost every star has a planet, right? So let's say, and this is, of course, you're, you know, throwing darts at the wall, but let's just say, okay, so one out of every 10 planets is habitable, right? Then let's say out of uh, those millions of planets that there are, let's say 100,000 of them have habitability for advanced life. And then let's say another 100,000 or another 10,000 of them have the advance either to our civilization or beyond it so that we can communicate. So it still leave you with thousands upon thousands of civilizations. Why have we not seen any evidence of them, though? We got the Hubble Space Telescope, the James Webb Telescope about to come up. We have to do a whole show on the James Webb Telescope. It's literally one of the most exciting scientific things that I've 
been excited about in the last, I don't know, 20 years. Well, maybe not that. I was excited about going to see the solar eclipse when we went to see that. But outside of that, this is the James Webb telescope going to change how we understand the universe. But you got the Hubble Space Telescope. You got the Chandra X-ray Telescope. You got the James Webb Telescope that's coming up. And through all of these telescopes, we found planets that are super Earths and habitable and all that. We have yet to find any evidence of extraterrestrial life. Why is that? Well, Why I, does the Fermi I, paradox exist? I think that humans, we get caught up. First of all, uh, evolutionary advancement is not a guarantee that it's going to advance to uh human consciousness however let me, like an alligator right let me oh, let me alligators have been quick. around for how long millions of years and uh, you know millions of dinosaurs millions of years. with the birds right oh, but let me just say this real quick you're right about that about the existence and like not saying that it's going to advance to that level however on earth the moment that life was able to take a foothold it did from the first second well i don't know about the first it, second because it could humans it, are a slither human yeah, but i'm not even talking about humans in general even neanderthal go to i know i ain't talking about life because the thing is we're talking about when we're talking about the radio signals and stuff that's going out the other day we're talking about uh uh intelligent life form picking that up and responding back right. so it very well could be life on those other planets but they're not in the uh, uh position to send nothing back because it might be some kind of lizard running around that motherfucker you know not even knowing that about it. that's so, one that's one thing so we're, so with the fermi paradox the fermi paradox is not arguing that, well, it's not proclaiming that there's a paradox that's existent because, like, life isn't out there. The paradox is proclaiming that life is out there. What the paradox is saying, though, is if life is out there based on the mathematical estimates of the Drake equation and just science in general, there should be advanced life out there. Oh, here's another thing. So why can't we find it? Here's another thing. Uh how long have uh, we had radio technology? Since 102 years 100, as of last week. 102 years. Now, how old is the universe? It's 4 point whatever billion. It's, uh, the universe is 14.8 billion 14, years. 14, yeah. Yeah, billion years 14 old. billion years. Uh, we got to look at space and time. I look at space and time as one. So, it is one. Yeah, it is one. So if whatever, if we in the same room... Like, we and you could be in this same room right now or whatever, in the same space mm -hmm. or whatever. But I could be in the same room with you right now, but in a different time. But the I'm not going to see you because you're in a different time. But scientifically, I guess mathematically, they can explain this shit. But see, it is we are in the same space. But different times. So it could be an intelligent well, see, life form but see, two billion years ago. Okay, so you're saying, I get what you're saying. You know and just I mean. to explain it to everybody else, you're talking about observation through time dilation. And what you mean is this. Okay, so 102 years ago, the first radio signal left Earth. So it is literally 102 light years from here. So between here and it goes out in every direction, all the space, up, down, left, right, blah, 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 blah. So it's to hit a habitable planet between here and now. So let's say, for example, this civilization has advanced enough to have radio telescopes like we do on Earth because we got them all over the Earth, right? SETI is one of the most famous radio telescope places on Earth because their SETI was looking for life or whatever, right? And it was looking through it through the means of radio telescopes. So if they have advanced to where we were in the 70s when SETI was established, they should have a radio telescope that picks up and it receives that first radio signal that was sent out in, not, in 102 years ago. Hello, my baby. Hello. Let's say that's what it was, right? Mm -hmm. Now, they would be like, what's this? Because, of course, they wouldn't understand the words or whatever, whatever the fuck. But they would be like, what's this? Now, to them, like you're saying, they would see us as a civilization 102 years ago, mm -hmm. Right. And then when they send the signal to us and we receive the signal like, hey, y'all, we hear y'all. Right. And they send it when by the time we receive it. Now we're in a situation where we're perceiving them 102 years after they exist. 
So there's no way to overcome that. However, that doesn't mean they don't exist. So when we, you're talking we can about, never we can never measure it though. But you, that's my thing though. When you're talking about the advancement of civilization, humans have advanced to where we are in a very short period of time. First of all, humans modern relative humans have, to what though? In general, to, no, to, no, rel- to, to the re- earth. No, I'm saying relative to our own perspective. Well, relative to our existence. What humans? Well, what have, is short though? Modern day humans. Okay, yeah. here's my thing. Modern yeah. day humans. In the form and structure that we are has only existed for around 10,000 years. Yeah. Within that 10,000 years, the civilization and advancements that we have where we are now have occurred. 99% of them have occurred within the last 100 years. Mm-hmm. 99%. I don't, but time, so, time is, is a perspective thing. Or whatever. And, you know. Yeah, but at the same time, like, all I'm saying is with the Fermi Paradox, the Fermi Paradox is saying that by the laws of nature, because you always bring up nature, there has to be another tank out there making a podcast. It doesn't have to be in our time, though, is what I'm saying. Right, but... but, but how will we well, know? No, no, they will have will, to be. How will they we will know? Have to be. So you're saying, okay, so you're saying... Because life, life, life could have came in advance. I was about to say, so that's part of... The a pr- billion times. That's part of the paradox. So you're saying maybe they existed and they're gone. Or maybe it's like it's like Star yet. Wars. That's part of the paradox, though. That's part of the. I mean, that's that not really is. a. It's not really a paradox because a paradox. No, that's a paradox. Uh, no, a paradox is something that can happen that shouldn't happen. Right. No, a paradox is like where you. Okay, so we have two plus two and it equals five, but that can't happen. So why why is it five? So it's a paradox or the grandfather paradox. Yeah. I go back in time to kill my granddaddy. So how, I I exist? Exist. so how do I exist? So how do I But see, I don't see this as a paradox. So this is a paradox I, no, because dude. the mathematical Drake equation says there has to be at least ten thousand things like just like how we sit now making the podcast. There should be ten thousand. But of see, these this, in the is, this is my problem with that uh, the Draco equation or whatever. It's like from what perspective are like are you saying that it should be this because you could do mathematical equation to say that this probability equal, i know but i we can't get a we are the only conscious beings so we don't have an a and a b in in uh you know experience experiments we learned this in middle school i would did a start in middle school with experiments the hypothesis yeah yeah scientific um, you need yeah. the a and you need the b we only have the a we don't have another right thing well, to go drake, off of. the drake equation takes a lot lot of inferences but i just want to say the drake equation was written before we knew there were exoplanets the drake equation was written before we knew they were habitable exoplanets so this is very similar to to the einstein thing though right yeah einstein knew that black holes existed based on his theories of relativity however einstein didn't believe he was like later on in science we'll figure out some way that black holes aren't real because that's impossible. Because Einstein just couldn't understand a singularity, right? But we found out it is possible and they do exist. It's not a paradox, though. See, no, it's not a yeah, paradox. See, but that, the black that's hole, how I feel black about holes this shit. used to be a paradox. Yeah, see, that's how I feel about this shit. I feel like it's not a paradox. I feel like uh, if if we are the only ones that have conscious life and we use this in the equation to see, okay, if... Like when we say habitable, mm-hmm. like before we didn't know, and uh, what's that? The sand and the the fault shit, mm-hmm. the volcanic shit. Yeah, yeah. we Andrews. thought nothing could live there, but it's bacteria there that's living. Oh, you talking about yeah. like what's undersea volcanoes? Yeah, with the crabs it's and the bacteria living the there. Yeah, and we you know we both watch Star Trek. We see it be life. It it be life in, on Star Trek when they're doing the transport of shit. Mm-hmm. It'll be life. Within the transporter ways. Well, see, that's what I'm about to say. You know, so if we don't know what's habitable. But if you're going to use that, though, which I think that is a good example, but if you're going to use that, that means that there's even more types of life than we even can think of. Intelligent life, though. That's the thing. So, so, okay, let me, okay. How, let uh, me ask you this. How much intelligent life do you think it is? This, okay. My answer to that is I don't know. Within the galaxy, not the universe. Because it got to be somewhere in the universe. You know why I say I don't know? I say I don't know because I don't know. And we can never know until we get another B. Because we got A, we got us. Do you think it's at least just one? 
I don't know because I don't know. Well, you're making a hypothesis. Well, see, the thing, because you can't because once you get B, because we're A, that's intelligent yeah. life. If you get B, then there's no reason to ask the question I'm asking because now it's proven. Well, see, so I'm saying what based on what you understand with science and based on how you know how nature works and repeats itself and stuff like well, that. Wait, yeah. Do you think intelligent life? Let me know. This is the, the way that you get the B is you look at all of the stuff that had to happen for us to get to A, and then what? I don't know. Now I don't know the numbers and all that shit, but I do know how they get to the answer to the mathematical problem. Like it's certain things that happen for us to get the A. And that shit is improbable, like a it's motherfucker. Not, though that's a, no. So, so no, this no, no. is why. No, no, no. I ain't talking about life. I'm talking right. about no, no. To but get hold the, on, but hold on. No, for us to get to this capacity, this is what. But this is this what, is real. No, this no. is extremely You're, real. But that's part of the paradox. You're assuming because no, wait, wait, wait. I'm not on. assuming nothing. Hold on, hold on. You're assuming just like I'm assuming on my end. You're assuming what has happened with you and us sitting here, me waiting on Brittany to go to a place to get me some food, you talking about this show or whatever and all this other stuff. You're assuming that this does not happen regularly. However, I'm assuming on the other end of the spectrum that this happens all the time. Now, once we go off and we put those probes out and explore the universe and we don't find no more, then I would be wrong. However... If we send out probes or the James Webb telescope and we find other ones, you're instantly wrong too. So is there there's a heavy both on both ends of that spectrum. Well, no, I, a heavy I, assumption is being made. You're making a heavy assumption well, by not, saying what happened with us. I'm is not hard. no, I no, I'm not assuming nothing. Let me tell you why I'm not assuming or whatever. Because the only thing that we could do is look at how we got to this position. So if you're gonna say that that's a hard assumption, then it would have to be like saying you saying that uh, the question of why isn't other shit out there or whatever. All of this shit is assumption, and all of yes, this shit is Yes, but that's what science is. You make an assumption on a hypothesis to get an because answer. we don't have a B, but because we can't okay. we can't compare the shit to nothing. No, I get what you're saying, but you but, know? but here's my thing about the Fermi paradox, and and here's my thing about why I lean on the Drake equation and think that. It's correct, and I not only do I think it's correct, I think that there's a ton of shit out there because at the end of the day, like you said, we're the A in the experiment, right? The way the Earth came about and the way life got to Earth from how we understand it, because we still don't even truly understand how life got to Earth. I don't like just the way, okay, for it, let, let me just back up a little bit, slow down. There's a whole bunch of different types of stars, right? There are rare stars and there are non-rare stars. However, the rarest star has trillions of those stars in existence. The most common star has quadrillions of those stars in existence. So my thing is rare is relative. So if it so when you talk about a star and I'm just using a star as an example because it's it's one of the it's one of the most abundant existing structures in the universe right when you're talking about a star a star is an amalgamation of gas collapsing on itself because of its gravity and starting nuclear fusion right mm. okay that happens literally every second of every day in the universe stars collapse on itself because of the amalgamation of gas, blase squad, whatever, whatever, right? Okay, the rarest star in the universe or whatever, and I don't know if it's a G-type, but let me look it up real quick while I'm talking. But the rarest star in the universe or whatever, that has happened a bazillion times. A bazillion times. And it's like, okay, if that happens a bazillion times to create, you know, to create that, or whatever, then why wouldn't life do an O-type star? So an uh, O-type star is a very unstable star or whatever. It only lives for uh, 12 million years or whatever. And it's like the rarest main sequence star in the universe. It comprises just zero. This is very crazy right here, y'all. 0.00003% of known stars. 
But think of how many stars there are. There are more stars in the universe than there are grains you know of sand that, on the earth. Hey, Forrest Gump, you mean this? Shit happens. Right. Now look. So that's <laughs> my point. So, okay. So let's let's just take this O-type star and use it as an example. Okay. So for this O-type star, it's rare that it happens. Less than 0.00003%. However, when you have a huge number, like a quadrillion, right? That's still billions of O-type stars. We can see them everywhere. So now when you go to the Fermi paradox, let's say A, civilization, Earth civilization. Let's call it E. That makes the equation better. E, Earth. That shit happens at a zero let's because let's say it's, let's give it a higher rate because there's more planets than stars right so that shit happens at a out of every planet life advancing to the level of earth is a 0.005 percent chance we should be able to see life some damn where right, i got an answer for this go ahead i got a good answer for this or whatever now the the number of point zero 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 three 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 or whatever for the old type star that's mm -hmm. mathematics that's not saying we could see any of them so uh that's just saying that uh if it's this many stars that we should see this many old type because in this sample of shit that we did with the mathematics that's very this, true it was this many old that's stars. very true and this is my problem with probability or uh, with shit whatever just because something can happen doesn't mean that well it's the same problem with the monkey shit when they say that the monkeys or whatever if you give a monkey a typewriter you could do the mathematics and see that he would type out Shakespeare or whatever, and he would do it, blah, 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 time. But that's not saying that you would see him do it. That's saying that uh, the mathematical equation is, and these mathematical equations, it's not like one plus one equals two, because this is just, it's, it's hypothesis, and it's, it's projections and guesses in this, saying that mm -hmm, if this mm -hmm, happens mm -hmm. or whatever, then this shouldn't happen. This but my thing is, just because something can happen doesn't mean it does happen. And then with the thing, if I take uh, uh, this milk, all right, and I uh, ship it to another planet with water, it has the building blocks of life in it. There's right? life inside that There's milk. There's life inside of this. Bacteria. Now, it's stuff. a mathematical equation that they could come up with to say uh, the chances of me doing this there and it turning into human life but the way my thinking is just because it's a mathematical equation that says this can happen if i do this it doesn't tell me that it will happen that if i do this to a planet intelligent life Will form from this. That's my problem with probability or whatever. Because I know probability is always I, I, right. Though. I understand. Not always right. I understand how probability makes sense in math and whatever because it's mathematical, right? Or whatever. I understand that, but when this is, the, I may maybe it's the human problem it thinking is. about it's, it's the human nature and, 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 and you know infinity and all. I can admit that, but or whatever. Just because uh, I say if I if I you know, we went through this if I flip the coin ten thousand times it should be 50, or whatever 50. it should be fifty fifty or whatever how much percentage of the time yeah uh, I don't know I, but yeah. yeah but there is a there, and then it should and be then if you, how much percentage of that time so if you and then right. how much percentage of that time right. or is it if I flip it ten thousand times is every time that I flip it then that is the 50 50 and then break it's like saying that it's no but that's how math and science it's like work, saying though. yeah it's like saying there's no number one because how can it be one then it's point nine but you, point you eight, know when you, and you it's like pi you can go on forever i was just about to say when you break down the universe yeah. like a lot of people don't mm -hmm. realize this though if it's you take conundrum. if you take <laughs> if you take the number one yeah and then you take the number zero right matter of fact let me do two because y'all zero is a whole different thing y'all if you take the number one, nothing. yeah. If you take the number one and you take the number two, there is an infinite, infinite amount of numbers between one and two. However, two exists. Mm -hmm. So what 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 you talking about? Cause I'm not disagreeing because you saying about the probability. But here's my here's my here's my rebuttal. I love probability. Here's my rebuttal. Here's my oh. rebuttal. Yeah, one exists, and I'm coming up with a bunch of mumbo jumbo in between and. 
some of that mumbo jumbo I might not never count up. But two exists too. So it's like, okay, if there is at no point in time can I not put one point and then put another number behind whatever number you wrote and it's not a true number. Mm-hmm. But yet two exists. Mm-hmm. How can it be infinite amounts of numbers between one and two? The same way a cat could be in a box at the same time, but then it cannot be in the box <laughs> at the same time. This shit, I think probability is that. I think probability is shortages equation. That sums up reality. Like this shit makes no fucking sense. Which we, it also don't make sense because, why we can't find civilization. Yeah, because when we talk, there like, has to like, be civilization. It, it's the same thing as the monkey that typed Shakespeare or whatever. It's like it's a, you can come up with an equation to say eventually, infinity times a monkey is going to do it. But I'm I'm not convinced that just because it can happen. See what the problem is. The problem. I'm, with I'm this, trying to get over that. But I about to say, and I was about to say, the problem with this, the Drake equation, the Fermi paradox, the probability of the situation. The problem is the human mind is structured in a certain particular it's three structure. dimensional shit. Right. We, we need Q. We Q. Come and be a guest. Yeah. We <laughs> can't. We can't understand infinity. As a matter of fact, I'm glad you brought up Q from Star Trek, and he's going to be back on Star Trek Picard this year, so I got to watch it. I got to wait till it's over with till they cancel it. Cancel it, and you watch all the ones on Netflix. But um, I think, so if you know about the Q race from Star Trek, they seem like gods. They can control matter and they're the guys who the guys in the Marvel shit and change and do whatever you want to do. Stan Lee, the only god? No, Jack Kirby. There's a whole bunch of different guys in Marvel. But Q seem like they're they're God creatures. However, Q states in the episode that they used to be like humans, but then they understood things more and it, it allowed them to be the way they are now. So this is my theory on that because, you know, Star Trek always reflects real life, y'all, and it always come back and makes sense in the end. I think once we're able to humanly understand infinity – and grasp large numbers because we really can't grasp large. We really can't. Because we really don't even understand a trillion. I said it earlier, it's a trillions, it's trillions with an S of stars in the galaxy. And all of y'all probably just was like, oh yeah, that's a lot. Not realizing that, how much that really is or whatever. So hold on one, cause one second, y'all. Because we're getting a call live on the podcast. We getting a call live on the podcast on Hood Science. Ashley, you are live on Hood Science Podcast right now. We are talking what? about probability. Oh my God, what I won. You ain't win shit. You just won. Here, I'm just going to ask you a question. Two questions. The first question. We are talking about the Fermi paradox. The Fermi paradox says that through the Drake equation and probability. It got to be life. That there be. has to be advanced life on another planet within our galaxy right so we have not heard or seen anything from advanced life so do you believe that there is advanced life on another planet ashley absolutely i think what's that what's absolutely i think there's like another one of us like i think there's another one of you and another version of me like on another light year planet all that stuff i I believe in all that all right that's cool Second question. What the fuck do you want? No, no, no. That ain't my second question. My second question is, do you think it holds on that other planet? See, that's unnecessary. <laughs> what do you want, Ashley, as we record this podcast and you live on the podcast? I was bored. Oh, okay. And I, and I, thought, and I thought you was already done. I was we got done with, bro. Listen, but you know we do hood y'all. science, too. This is, and the only reason I'm letting this ride on the podcast because it's called Hood Science. And ain't nothing more hood than answering the phone in the middle of a podcast while you're talking about the Fermi Paradox. Show length, show length. But yeah, I'm at the crib. Okay, bye. Bye. Y'all check out Ashley on Hater Bear Media's other podcast called Tough Love dropping at the end of the she month. She's going to talk about all the fucked up niggas she picked. Yes. <laughs> that being said... Um, yeah, man, I just think this Fermi Paradox thing is a, a, I'm gonna send you some videos to um, watch about it and then we'll probably revisit it. Yeah, you know, I see this is the thing. See, I think that people get intimidated with science shit 
and I think that's where scientists have a up on it because Einstein knew he 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 got kicked out of some shit, didn't mm-hmm. he? Or whatever. Look, man, look. All you have to do is ask questions and be inquisitive and use logic to shit and be like, "Why don't ever feel intimidated or that you stupider, too stupid to figure this shit to out?" To figure it out the way that they do, just because motherfucker don't math, you can still be like, "All right, well, wait a minute. Now, how you get to this? Right? Why you? Because you this? can learn. Yeah. And see, but this is what I was telling somebody one time or whatever, right? And I'm not trying to get on you, Christian people, if you're listening. I just want to make a point. This is the difference between science and math and faith mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Because somebody's like, oh, you, you believe faithfully just like I believe faithfully that God is this. It's not the same thing. And no. let me tell you why it's not the same thing. Because at any point in time, I can learn the science. I go step by step. I can learn the mathematics. I can go step by step and break it down and understand what's mm-hmm. going on. There is no point in time that you can scientifically explain and have me understand a religious figure. And there is a point where the science uh, can't explain shit and it gets too... Science don't know what the fuck is going on. Right. But that point is way... is is like way miles away from where you niggas is with religion. And here's the thing. uh, Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Even within... Okay, even within that... Let's take something that we talked about on here before. What was before the Big Bang, right? Scientifically, we don't know. However, we have educated hypothetical guesses based on math and science and understanding what's going on. And I don't necessarily so believe when in the I, Big when, Bang. So when you get in a question, Most likely I'm not don't. trying to shit on religion here. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to point out something. When you get in a question with religion and the answer is, I don't know, there aren't. I, it's not, I don't know, but maybe it was this, this, or that. Equals God. Equals God. Y'all just say, I don't know. When you get in science, the, the it's like, oh, I don't know. Here's my theory. I don't know. Here's my theory. See, I don't know. I'm, see, one of those theories is going to be correct, see, I'm and cool. one's going to be wrong. I'm all right with religion because I think that it's a process of evolution. I think that any conscious being, once he knows about his existence, is going to, I think... Religion comes out of that, so what? So I think what I would tell you, religious motherfuckers, is just as more and more as more science explains stuff or whatever, just focus on the unknown, niggas. Yeah, it's always some unknown shit. Like life is the most. That's why I like life and time because that's the most confusion, confusing shit to me. Is biological life and time. I. Most motherfucking scientists can't understand time. You they don't got, know what the fuck going you on. You gotta. Well, I was looking at some time stuff this week. I look at time stuff a lot, mm-hmm. and like, here's something interesting. If you could, which you cannot, go inside a black hole and still be conscious, you want age? Yeah, time will just stop. And what does that mean? You literally would observe the universe decay around you and not exist yeah but see what does that in an mean? instant what the fuck does that mean i don't know <laughs> that's what time is but so time witness but see but and when you're going around the earth at the speed of light and time is slower for you relative to the person there uh-huh. or whatever that's got to do with your cells your heart you don't age Right, because what the fuck does because that your what body the, can, what the fuck is that? okay so time is just the same one one thing that'll be interesting about time is when we colonize Mars. Well, no, Mars is very similar. Maybe when we get out to a place that's further out, with that let's say we go to um to the Trappist One system, or whatever. And we go to Trappist One, and a lot of those planets in Trappist One are habitable. They're within the habitable zone, and they orbit Trappist One like once every four days, right? Mm-hmm. So when we get out there and the planet is tidally locked and we the seasons are four days a day long, winter, spring, fall, summer, and it's one day, then we'll start seeing how we observe time. Because a person born on Trappist One and raised on Trappist One would come to Earth and be like, what the fuck going on? And then that's observational shit. It's not like biological shit. Like when you there and you able to observe time stopping. But you live in space. Well, yeah, what is fucking moving? So time and space is the same thing. So like, so so you live in space. So like you were saying. So for example, 
if you go inside a singularity, a black hole, and time stops, you're no longer in space. So you wouldn't age, you wouldn't die, you wouldn't nothing. You couldn't even, even if you wanted to die, you couldn't die. So what does frame per minute, per second mean? Because that's what well, that's we're moving at, you know, a frame, frames frame, per frame, second. Frame. When you're watching something that's, on TV or whatever and all that, a video or whatever, that's relative to space. When you out, mm. when you, when you, like it, we, I think we talked about this on the show. On the yeah. show, when we talked about getting outside the universe, when you get outside the universe, you're no longer dealing with normal mathematics mm. or normal. Space. We don't know what the fuck. We don't know mm. what the fuck. But I know inside a black hole is a singularity, and time does not exist inside a black hole. So if you're inside a black hole, oh, like in the singularity, not like hovering over, because time would still move above the singularity. But if you're inside a black hole in the singularity, you would literally watch the universe be born and destroyed simultaneously within one second, all at the same time. All right, that's one of the things that, well, how long have we been going? We about done. All right, that, that's one of the things that interests me about time. The thing that interests me about the biology is, like, it seems like it's an outside perspective looking at the way, a, like, an ecosystem is something that knows this many girls should be born. This many boys should be born. This many predators should be here. This many prey should be here. And even though we look, it's like a body. Like, it's shit in our body that does shit to complement so us. How the fuck? That's your nature thing, right? Yeah, and it, what and the it, fuck? It, but it always works out, right? Yeah. So here's my why? point. Back to the Furman Paradox. Damn why? Because I don't know why. But I will say well, this. that's what I'm interested in. Go I don't know why. But... If nature always works out, yeah, then why the fuck can't I find a nigga watching I Love Lucy? Well, 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 well. It matters if if nature is able to get to where we at or at any point. Because like I said, I could throw this on the moon. Right, but how you many just times said, you just said how many nature times? always know how many people need to be born, how many this, how many yeah. that. How many times do I got to throw this on the moon for this to make life? I don't know. You know, but, or can it? But is possible. It's possible. So if it doesn't mean that it's possible. It's within, possible within w- a certain amount of parameters. It doesn't mean it's possible within our lifetime. Yeah, but it's also possible within a certain amount of parameters. Yeah. So a comet striking a planet with life on it. Where where's my people? Where's the I love Lucy? I know about our firm shit. Life, we don't know how rare or how prominent life is that's what the, and that but intelligent see, life that's what the drake equation is taking off so the fermi paradox and the drake equation is how, two separate things right yeah. the drake equation says life should be pretty abundant at least ten thousand. no well, what what does it say intelligent life should be yeah at I least don't know 10, how to get, i don't know how to get to that i'll show you some drake equation stuff later but yeah, like i said they I'm, add up stars habitable planets Time to start existing, all that stuff. They add you know, all these things. Our life, up. human consciousness compared to all of the other life on Earth or whatever. But that's the, one planet. Exactly. So how can you say, like, like you could say, like, how do we know how much this happens? You could do an equation to say it happened here because of this, 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 and that. But how often does that happen on everywhere? Where is the niggas watching Martin? Why haven't the city picked up a nigga listening to Drake? Maybe yet? that shit happened four billion years ago. Right, but we would get signals from the star four billion years ago. Um, maybe if that's we within catch the it, observable universe. Maybe, or maybe we within two billion. Maybe it happened four billion years. And it's still within the observable universe. No, no. Well, okay, well, some, because the Milky Way galaxy ain't as is four billion years ago. Okay, well, well, maybe it did. But what what's, I'm saying, well, is, what's what's out of our uh, we're just talking about within our galaxy. Okay, yeah. So that's only 10,000, 100,000 years. This shit could be fucking rare as fuck. Maybe it's not in our galaxy. So if you, so what you're saying is, what if life only happened once every billion years? I'm saying life could be so rare because I don't, I don't understand how they... Maybe I need to look at this equation because I don't know how they could get without having a B, without having two specimens to look at, how can they know how rare life is? And within the Milky Way galaxy, intelligent life, I mean. there's billions of stars. Yeah. However, a supernova in the Milky Way only occurs around once a year, between once every year and every five years. Out of the billions of stars, right? Within the, ga- within the universe, though, a supernova happens every day. Somewhere in the universe, a star goes supernova. 
Right. It's probably something rarer than that, though. So that only happens every 15 million years. So that's what I'm saying. So it can un- get rarer and rarer. Under the, right. So under the circumstances and parameters of what you're saying is, what if human life at the level it is taking a foothold only occurs once every, and I'm just going to keep the number small, yeah. a billion years. Okay. So that would mean out of this whole universe, 14.8 billion years old or whatever, and all of these trillions and gazillions of stars, that there's only been 14 civilizations. That could be true. And it could be that, first, well, it could be less than that. or It could be even rarer. And it could be that it doesn't happen in the time frame for us to catch it or respond back to I it. I will say this. That's true. I that will could say this, be though. a good point. There, when you talk about probability, it's less probable that we're the only intelligent species in the Milky Way galaxy than it is that there's multiple. It's less probable. Oh, yeah. Because that's like saying, oh, I caught a red wait, wait. fish in the ocean. Intelligent and this or the only life? red fish. Intelligent life. Oh. I know it's life. See, this is my thing. See, but this is what I'm saying. Because life you, is abundant. But. So that's my us. Point. We're not abundant. Okay, what we're talking about is intelligent yeah. life. Here's yeah. my point: If I fish in the ocean, in the Pacific Ocean, and I pull out a red fish, I ain't never been fishing. To assume that this is the only red fish, it could be. The fish could be going extinct. It could be the last of its kind. Whatever. To assume that this is the only red fish in the ocean. Oh, I got it. I got There's good. a less chance of that than it being multiple red fish. I got a good I got a good analogy for you. Think about what we were talking about when we started. Viruses and bacteria. Well, I gotta Google it. How many viruses and bacteria do you think it is? It's a ton. And then we just found some that we just found a virus. We we got ice core samples from Mount Everest or the Himalayas or whatever, and we found a virus that existed. Millions of years ago, and it was still alive. It was just froze. Biologists estimate that 380 trillion viruses are living on and inside. Now, is that variations or is that just existing? Like, so for example, it's 7.8 billion humans on the earth. However, we're all Homo sapiens. So what I'm saying is, does it? it how I'm many say types? This. I'm gonna say this. I don't even care about because that, that ain't got nothing to do with my point. Just think about this: 380 trillion of the same. Saying all the thing, 80 fucking trillion. That's viruses. All right, now think about bacteria. Let's just say it's half of that, mm-hmm. or whatever. 200. Trillion bacteria. Mm-hmm. The most abundant shit is the bacteria and all that. Mammals and all of that shit is extremely rare in life. So if life is on another planet, if we're extremely rare here, then the 14 out of 14 billion, that seems like we're being generous. It's I mean, I have every billion. It seemed like it could only be, it seemed like it could be less. It could be just five uh, intelligent species out of 14 billion years. Because this is a thing about us compared to 380 trillion. I think at the end of this, at the end mm, of the show, by the end of the show, I think what it comes down to, and then I think this happens with us a lot, especially when we talk about stuff like this. I didn't even know that man got that virus. I, I think, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Bacteria is more, by the way. Oh, shit. Yeah, don't even look it up. Yeah. Don't even look it up. Insects is pretty ridiculous, too. It's, yeah. yeah. But I think this happens with us a lot on, when we talk about science and stuff. There's this human element that you add in that... I have purged myself of. I don't know how I did it, but I did it a while back or whatever. But it's a human element that I have purged myself of, which is thinking that my rare, like thinking that I'm special. And I'm not trying to say you think humans are better than anything. No, I don't. But thinking that I'm special. I don't think what happened to humans and us being on this podcast is special. I think this is commonplace. 
I think you believe that the occurrence of this is special. No, Us I think being it, able I, to be on this podcast, be advanced. I think it's extremely rare. Which would mean it's special. Well, I don't know. I don't Spe- think special it's is arbitrary. It's kind it, of. I mean, yeah, it's a funny ass word. I don't think it's extremely rare at all. I think it's very commonplace, mm-hmm. and I think that's where we split on the Fermi paradox. Mm-hmm. Hood science episode number something. Well, I don't know. Good. That was a good conversation, though. Yeah, yeah. What y'all think? Y'all let us know. Go to the Hood Science page on Facebook and let us know about what you think about the Fermi Paradox. And if you think that we have um, viruses or super intelligent people out here I'm in gonna look. I'm going to look. I ain't know nothing. I don't think that is hoes out here fucking like they fucking on what? Earth here <laughs> in a whole nother galaxy. So you just don't think at the end of the day... <laughs> this shit ain't going down like this here on Earth. You think it's a little Duval out there? I know what Infinity mean. Infinity mean is another little Duval out there. No, that nigga, that's that's dimensional shit. But I don't think in our universe it's another Duval out there. I think another dimension is another little Duval. Maybe so, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But Hood Science Podcast, man, we appreciate you greatly. Coming at it again. Um, Cub, before we get out of here. Give me my science quote. Uh, That's what you're looking for now? Yeah, I had it right here. Um, Damn, man. See, hold on, man. Uh, wasn't it something we were supposed to do before this? No, we do We do the science quote, then we do our scientists. Oh, no, we do. I for the say Science quote, then what the research. That's it. So, yeah, science quote. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, real quick. See, we got to be prepared for things nah, like this. No, I had it, but then... Show ain't got no intro. I had it, but then your ass... Okay, here we go. Everything is theoretical, theoretically possible. Im- everything is theoretically impossible until it's done. Mm-hmm. Robert Heinfeld. See, everything yeah. theoretically impossible until it's, it's done. done. That's what I said earlier. God damn it. Everything fake to it's real. Yeah, everything fake to it's real. Cuz give me something to research. Uh something to research. I would say the last thing that I looked at is the fucking gravitational waves. Real interesting. Shit bouncing in fucking space, sending waves throughout space and time. And in small increments, mm-hmm. if you're away from it, or whatever, you can't tell. But if you're close to the motherfucker when it happened, or whatever, it's, it's weird shit that could happen. Gravitational waves are so crazy that they occur millions of light years away from us, and we mm-hmm. can register them. Mm-hmm. So imagine if you ride up on the motherfucker. <laughs> Probably die. <laughs> what the fuck? I want y'all to research antimatter. I just seen a thing that we know antimatter exists. So that's interesting. For y'all don't know the difference between matter and antimatter, go look up what antimatter is. We know antimatter exists. We've actually had some that we observed in a lab with the large hydrogen collider um, in Switzerland. So y'all look up the antimatter because they just found out that not only just in the Milky Way, but the universe is full of antimatter stars, maybe. And we can't see them because they antimatter. So they do the uh, they do the opposite of the property of what normal matter does. Makes sense. Cause and effect. We got to have a whole show on dark matter mm-hmm. and what dark energy and dark matter is. Because, first of all, we don't understand. Science don't understand. So I... We're going to try to make some goddamn sense of it. Do you remember the quote? Uh, not the quote, but the thing you said at every show? Something research. Oh, uh, yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, research mm-hmm. and learn science niggas out. We out. <laughs>